Well, uh, I mean, we'd been in business five months. We effectively, if we were looking at a balance sheet, were deep in the red. We were not successful, and we'd already expanded to Tucson. Yes. So <laughs> why not look to why expand not further? Do it again. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country, and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Has anyone ever looked at you and your life and thought, you must be crazy? Welcome to our life, and welcome back to our podcast. Uh, Yes. If you're asking me, my answer is yes. Yeah, I think the answer is yes, probably for most people. It's usually a matter of perspective. And when you're in the middle of it, it may not seem that crazy. Absolutely. When you're in the middle and you're running, everything's a blur and, and you don't have that perspective. And, you know, we've, we've been spending time sitting here looking back at our life and as we recount our story and, um, some of these things we did, some of these things we went through, I don't know, a little, little bit crazy. Sometimes I look back on our life and think we must've been crazy, but Hey, here we are. So one of those times we talked about kind of where we were and we were reinvesting back into our business and we had, um, started to get a few projects in the Albuquerque area from some of the advertising and marketing we were doing. And honestly, we were, um, we were always on the lookout for, for people that we thought would be a good fit to join our team, to do what we wanted. And well, uh, I mean, we'd been in business five months. We effectively, if we were looking at a balance sheet, were deep in the red. We were not successful, and we'd already expanded to Tucson. Yes. So <laughs> why not look to why expand not further? Do it again. Enter uh, our step brother. I guess we would say, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. So our mother. How about this, our our mother got remarried. Our mother got remarried, and her uh, husband's son. Yes, was a gentleman named Danny. And he still is a gentleman named Danny. It was, is, and will be (laughs) a gentleman named Danny. Danny, we talked about a previous story back in our consulting days when we didn't know how we were going to figure out how to put this uh, electronic invoicing system into place for a client. And we reached out to someone to help us with that. One of those someones was Danny. And Danny, um, yeah, we stayed in contact with him, and we told him we were moving to Albuquerque. He thought that was a crazy thing. <clears throat> was kind of intrigued by what we were doing. Um, I think he was thinking, hey, I might want a putting green in my backyard. And then we started talking, and he thought, maybe this is something I would want to to do. You know, yeah, maybe so I could. And we said, hey, we could expand to Orlando. Expand to Orlando. Why not add it to the list? So as uh, we as we started to talk through this with Danny, uh, we were also looking for some help. Some, <laughs> some labor yeah. help, and so we we it's struck a deal. Just the two of us. We struck a deal with Danny that went something like this: We will fly. I think we paid for the ticket, right? We did. We will fly you from Florida <laughs> to New Mexico, and we'll put you up. We'll feed you for a week, and you get to work with us for free. 
It's kind of like my family vacation from the month before. I think that's how we painted it. <laughs> I think you painted the vision a little bit. Well, I guess you painted the vision well on both of them, but similar endings. Uh, no, but so we we uh, we decided to have Danny come out, and he was coming out. Um, we had another project going on in Tucson. It was uh, a project we were installing. It was like a, a art museum or some charity was auctioning off a house, and we were given the opportunity again, as marketing or advertising, to put in a free lawn for this yeah. house that was being auctioned off. Yeah, it was a house was being auctioned off and the benefits were going to the art museum or, or something like that. And again, this is another example for us of reinvesting. I mean, we've only done a you know, handful of jobs and we're doing a free job and it was the largest single job we had done to that date. We we're doing it for free to give it away. So... I think to offset some of our losses, we figured we would use some free labor, Danny, to, to help us put that in. All right. So enter Danny Warday. So we make this arrangement with Danny to fly out. We're, we're paying for his flights. We get him in on a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. So he flies through the day Tuesday, Tuesday night. It was probably about 8 or 9 o'clock. I think it was 10. 10 o'clock. <laughs> we pick him up at the Albuquerque airport. And apparently he had the mistaken notion that we were going to be going back to one of our homes to spend well, the night. I don't think we had given him any notion. Well. So his uh, perceived notion was probably what normal people would do. You get in late at night from a flight and you get in the car and you go to somebody's home and you spend the night. Instead, we decided we were driving through the night to go to Tucson to work uh, the next day. And so we picked Danny up at the airport. He throws, 10, throws his bags in the back of a pickup truck loaded down with tools and things. And we drive through the night to Tucson and uh, get into Tucson. It was about 4.30 or yeah. 5 in the morning. Which obviously <clears throat> many of you would have the same conclusion we did. At 4.30 or 5, there is zero no reason, reason to pay for a hotel, a hotel at this point. <laughs> None whatsoever. We did have a – to, to squeeze in a little bit extra, we did have a sales call. I think it was at 7.30 or 8 that morning before we were going to go out to the job. Yeah. So Danny's like, well, don't we need to at least take a shower or something? Of course. We found a <laughs> truck stop a, with a, gas station uh, with a uh, nice uh, sink that we were able to rinse off and comb our hair and probably even brushed our teeth and got ready for the day. And so we went and we did the sales call. Um, I don't even remember the sales call, it didn't how it go went, very well, I don't think. um, but after that, the three of us go and we start working on this, uh, project and we're, we're doing base work. It was a beautiful, uh, home at overlooked the Valley. I, one of the things I remember is we'd throw in we're rocks at the, rocks. <laughs> the edge of the yard as it looked over a beautiful Valley. Uh, it was great. So we spent all day working It's probably, I don't know, six. I don't think we took lunch that day. Yeah. It was later. So yeah, I, I think I think we we pulled off the job site between six and seven, right? And then we Got stopped to, to get eat. something to eat, and uh, we decided to look for a hotel at that point because we hadn't made any reservations before that. Well, I mean, if you didn't want to spend over a hundred <laughs> bucks, it was they were sold Slim out. Pickings. There was not much in the area for under a hundred. <laughs> So we kept driving and we, we went to the first hotel we thought was an option and they were sold out, went to another one. And the next thing we know, we were probably half an hour away from the job site. It was 45 minutes. 45 minutes. 
until we found a hotel that would uh, fit our requirements. One, that they had a room, and two, <laughs> it under that it was under $100. And, uh, yeah. So, I think Danny, at this point, well, I love Danny, and he'll probably listen to this podcast, but at this point, I think he's in a little bit of shock. After flying out Tuesday, driving through the night Tuesday night, sleeping in the car for about an hour or two before showering in a gas station and working all day, then spending an hour and a half, two hours trying to find a hotel. It's not that there weren't any available, but they were only available if you're going to spend $150, $200 a night, which we couldn't we do. We were so not about to do. We do not find the hotel until 11 o'clock at night. And again, I use the term hotel um, very generously. Mm. Mm, motel. motel. <laughs> so, uh, And then we have one room. So... Um, but it worked. It worked fine. It had two beds. <laughs> and it had a shower and all kinds of great running water and it things. It was nice. So we we spent, we slept quick, got yeah, up, got, got up, ready. We were up and out, out by 5.30 or 6. Yep, hit the job site early. And we worked another Because we had to day. get done. So it's now Thursday. We have to be done Thursday because we have a home show back in Albuquerque on Friday. Correct. So, and we couldn't come back and do this. This job had to be done. So we worked all day Thursday, <clears throat> no lunch break. You, you work through through the day into the night. And I think we finished up probably eight o'clock, eight or nine o'clock. I remember it was dark because we couldn't really see what we were doing. And we were putting in the rubber and you're hoping you're getting it in the right spot. Um, and again, Danny and his incessant calls for hotels. <laughs> he thought we were going to spend the night again. Which we had other plans, and that was let's drive through the night back to Albuquerque so we could be there to set up for the Mainly home show. Mainly because we had to because the home show started at noon on Friday. That is correct. So we did. We drove back through the night, um, you know, a, a long night and, you know, probably some guardian angels helping us get back because those were some long, long, uh, lonely long, stretches of highway. <laughs> yes, they were. But we got back and uh, started setting up for the the home show in Albuquerque, um, got everything set up, got the booth all ready, and here it was. This was our chance to – what we had seen in Tucson was these home shows were great opportunities to introduce our product to a, a wide range of people in a short period of so time. So for me, this was my first home show. You had done the one in I Tucson. I was a veteran. <laughs> I wasn't part of that one. So new experience for me and for both of us, new experience for Albuquerque because we'd been laughed at at the Toys for Big Boys, um, but we hadn't been in this environment before. Yeah. And so we get everything started. Um, at this point, we don't really have a lot of marketing material. We had printed some flyers off at a Kinko's or yep. FedEx office is what it would be these days. Uh, but so we had these flyers printed. And when you don't print very many, you end up overpaying for them. I, I don't remember the exact amount. But it was a buck a flyer. <laughs> that's what I thought, too. So we probably spent more in flyers than we did in the hotel. Hotel, for sure. But uh, So we get these flyers printed out, and we the, the, the gates open. The home show starts, and pretty it quickly. Like, it was like a stampede of people. I don't know Just, what happened, but it was the floodgates open. It was release the hounds. Yeah. So I remember we just started talking to people and passing out our business cards and passing out these flyers. At some point, we had to send somebody to get more flyers. But we did. We the Somebody was me, but I think we got through Friday. We ran out towards the end of the day Friday 
we didn't leave the show, but we had to go that night, early Saturday morning and print up more, which really stunk because that meant we were spending another couple hundred dollars in flyers. But it was crazy exciting because we couldn't believe that we went through the first set of hundred that we had printed up in the first half day in Friday. Yeah. And Saturday was a busier day than Friday. I remember at one point I just have, and my, my memory's kind of, I, I do things in pictures and they're a little bit blurry, but I remember being at that booth and kind of stepping back and seeing Danny's talking to somebody. I had just finished talking to somebody. You're talking to somebody. And then there's people there two people and three lined deep up, waiting. lined up to find about this new fake grass product that we have to turn the desert green. And, and, you know, I think one of the neat things we found that home show, again, I, I talked about anytime you, you go through an experience, you get something back out of, we may not have been at this moment, we weren't getting money back, but we were gaining experience and every conversation we were getting a little bit better and a little bit better. And we were crafting our message and you start to anticipate the types of questions that people are going to be asking. And you start to, just get more comfortable with how you phrase things and how you respond. And, and I mean, it was like a college course oh my in goodness. sales crash course in, in a weekend. Yeah. And, and uh, the other thing we took from it is or certainly I did, I'm sure you did is belief and excitement, Absolutely. that energy that again, that idea of this could really work that, you, you know, we aren't, um, complete idiots that quit their jobs and left everything behind and came out to Albuquerque for some stupid idea. It's like, this is legitimate. This is really going to work. Yeah. And that was invaluable. I I think obviously we needed the jobs and we needed the money to come out of it, but more important than the jobs and the money was that belief that, you know, this thing really, we are doing the right thing and, and we're not, um, we're not crazy. Yeah. And I, I think what you said is right. Some of it isn't just what you're getting out of that event. It's what you're becoming through that event. And it changed us both in the way it crafted or, or helped us craft our message, but instilling that belief. And, and, and I think, you know, I, I mean, we went through that show. We went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, yeah. I remember we finished had finished up Sunday night. We had, um, our family come down Sunday after church. We had to miss church because the show started early. We didn't like doing that. But in this situation we had to, and I remember Lorraine, Angie and the kids coming down, walking around the show. And I, I, I was so proud for them to see us in yep. our element, to see the, the booth we had that was really probably pretty bad by today's standards. But back then for us was really good to see people. I wanted them to have that belief too. And they saw us talking to people. They didn't even get to spend a lot of time talking to us because we were talking to so many people and, you know, they were walking around the show getting all the free stuff they could get, you know, it's kind of like Christmas for the kids. Um, It was just a remarkable event and it was an exhausting event. So we're back to Danny. Um, You know, he didn't sleep in a bed Tuesday. He slept in a motel Wednesday, didn't sleep in a bed Thursday slept quick on Friday and now we're all day Saturday at this home show. Came back Sunday, worked all day Sunday till the end of the day. And then I remember, I don't know if this is a a big memory for you, but for me it is. We ate out. I thought we went to Chili's, but it it doesn't matter where we went, but we ate out. Yes. Not just you and me. We included Danny and we included our families. Yes. And that was was like the first time your family and my family and maybe 
somebody else had ever eaten out at the same time in Albuquerque because we just didn't have that much money. Yeah. And so we'd finished up what was a pretty rough stretch from Tuesday to Sunday. And I think Danny's thinking, okay, got one more day before I'm flying out. Yeah. But still, I think so, he was expecting at some point <laughs> to do some sightseeing. Yeah, you know, or, go to the top of the mountain, ride the, the yeah. gondola up to the top, go see the petroglyphs or something. Lots of nice things to do in Albuquerque. But come Monday morning, we started bright and early. We had to go down. We had to clean up our booth break, at the Break down the, the show. <clears throat> home show. So take all that apart, get everything loaded back to the office. And then we started a project. Yep. And it was Doris, Doris's, house. Doris's front yard. Uh, won't get into the story about you giving her pink eye. We'll leave that, that for a personal story on the side. But so we have this, this nice, uh, elderly lady, wonderful lady, just great lady. And we got to do, this was a front yard. This was a yeah. big deal for us. It was in a neighborhood. We were going to do a front yard, be able to put she a sign had, on it. She had beautiful sod. Like yes. People would have killed for her front yard as it was. And we're stripping it out. And here's what I want to tell you. The better the sod looks the heavier it is when you take it out. Yes, so it we're cutting this into strips, having to lift the strips, load it on the trailer, take that to the dump. It was a day of hard labor Monday, ripping all, out all that sod, bringing in the stone, getting the base ready. And when you say putting it on the trailer and taking it to the dump, I, I, I don't want to... You know, I don't want to paint the picture of us walking uphill both ways in the snow. To, but we did. But we did. <laughs> we would take this heavy sod and throw it on a flatbed trailer. Manually carry it over, dump it on, hey, drop it on the trailer, walk up on the trailer and pile it up. And then we would drive it 45 minutes across town to the, to the landfill. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. And we would have to manually lift throw it up and, and throw shovel it off and, and shovel. broom. Yeah, it wasn't a dump trailer. It was. I think Danny was a little worn out by the end of that day. <laughs> Um, so we go home and we're, you know, getting ready to, to retire for the night. And Danny said something about the effect of, well, I'm flying out tomorrow at, I don't know, noon or yeah, one o'clock. He said, so, you know, guess I'll just, guess I'll just get up, eat breakfast and we'll head to the airport. Oh no, you <laughs> won't. <laughs> Danny. I, look, it's funny now. I remember being shocked at his statement when he said he figured he would probably just sleep in, get up, eat some breakfast, and we'd take him to the airport. I looked at him like he was from another planet. Yes. Like, dude, your flight's not till like 12 or 1. We can get in three or four good hours of work before that. And we did. We <laughs> did concede because we told him the story about us doing the install at and Charlie getting to the, to the plane stinky and just in time to get on the plane. We did concede that we would uh, – Get Danny home in time to shower before we took him to the airport. That was the the concession. Right. So. The trade off is he had to get up earlier so we could go start the day earlier because we wanted to get at least, I think it was four hours of work in before we brought him back to shower. Yeah, and so we did, and so that was uh, that was the end of the Danny experiment. We we had uh, totally um, exhausted him, and and looking back on it. You know, I almost want to apologize to Danny because it probably wasn't fair. I think fair. you should just go ahead right now. And Danny, I'm sorry. We, we are so sorry for how we treated Please you. Please forgive but, us for... Uh, but for us, that was normal life. It was. There was nothing out of that week that was out of the ordinary for what we were trying to do. And again, building off other things we said, because we had the vision of where we were going, of what we were doing. We had the purpose. We believed we were doing what we're supposed to do. And we had that burn the boats mentality where it's like, there's no other option. This is what we do. 
So this was just for us a week, a week in the life. And for Danny, who came from this normal place called Planet Earth, um, he was blown away, I believe, at what we experienced, what he experienced. Um, so it's just kind of funny. Uh, this is that one where, you know, I look back at it now and I say, yep, we were probably the crazy ones. We, um, we were, we were the aliens in that situation. But at that moment, it just seemed normal. It was life. And it's, you know, we started the, the show asking, has anybody ever looked at you or your life and thought, man, you must be crazy. And the, the, the answer, again, comes back to perspective. Because to us, we weren't doing anything crazy. But to somebody from the outside, like Danny being thrown into that situation, it really was. I mean, it was somewhat insane what we, we put him through. Um, and I don't think we had good enough respect for his perspective and, and vice versa. It was, uh, it was a wake up call for him to see what we were doing. And I, I think, you know, we, we talk about, you really don't realize how hard you're running when you're in the middle of the race and you just have to keep running. You just have to keep doing it. Uh, when you're chasing something, it, it you don't it, realize it. And I think that's okay. I think that's I, good. I don't want to say this as in, we should have done it differently. Maybe we should have respected Danny's time little bit more, but maybe not. It was, but I think it's okay that you don't realize how hard you're working in the moment because you have that passion, you have that energy and you're chasing. That's how incredible things get done. And I think as you know, we again, talk about our audience, you guys listening to this, you know, what do you pull out of that? Well, I think one of those things is understand the perspective and understand that when you're out there and you're running and you're doing these things, other people might see it and may not see it the same way you do. Um, and that's okay. That doesn't mean they're wrong or it doesn't mean you're wrong. It's a matter of perspective. And I think also for, for leaders of teams or business owners, often, you know, you want your team to have this, they, you want them to do what you're doing and you want them to, to be willing to work as hard as you are, have like that ownership mentality. But sometimes you want your team to have an ownership mentality, but you treat them like an employee. And I think, You've got to be willing to help paint that picture and give your team something to chase. Invite them in to be a part of that chase, not to do the same level of work you're willing to do without the same yeah. level of reward. It, it, it ties to vision, right? Yeah. There's a vision. There's something you're chasing as a business owner, as a team leader, as a leader of a family, as a leader of a group, as a leader in your church. I don't care what it is. There's, there's going to be something you're you're chasing and there's a vision you see share that vision and let people understand and participate in it and, you know, make the extraordinary your ordinary. I like and that. That sets the tone. Make the extraordinary your ordinary. That's a good one. I'm gonna, can I quote you on that, Dale? Yeah, I think I might've stole it from you. So I, I don't, don't know, know whose it was, but I, <laughs> I don't think you did. But anyway, uh, that just wrapping up for the week, uh, guys, hopefully there was something you found valuable in this. If you did, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Uh, leave us a review, uh, rate us on, uh, you know, Apple podcasts, your favorite, uh, platform, and then feel free to look in the show notes. Uh, you can find ways to contact us, give us feedback on what you see out there and tell a friend and invite him back next week to see us or to hear us on the impact without limits podcast. We want to help you become people of impact. This is the Fred Carmi reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, 
and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.